I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. Good morning. It is Friday, February 9th, 2018. And I'm happy to be back with you today. It seems like doing it a little bit later in the morning when folks have already gone out into the big city for the day makes the uh, hotel internet work a little bit better. Uh, so happy to be with you this morning as we read through and study a bit from Matthew chapter 24. Uh, if you haven't been following along or this is your first time watching, you can always catch up on the previous studies leading up through the book of Matthew here on our Facebook page or you can go to our website right there at Loveland. Dot church and you can find all kinds of information about the Church of Christ that meets in Loveland as well as catch up on some of these previous lessons as well as the sermons that we have done in the past as well. If you go up to that media tab and click on daily Bible study you'll find all of the things that you need to know and all the previous lessons that we've gone through up until this point. Um, also if you scroll down to the bottom you'll also find a section where you can subscribe to these daily Bible, ca or Bible studies right on your mobile devices through podcasts. So I hope you're able to do that. Uh, but nonetheless I'm uh, happy for those who are able to join me this morning. And as I mentioned we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 24. So let's go ahead and get into that right now. Jesus left the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple, uh, but he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the, the, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and, when, er, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver, up to you, uh, deliver you up to tribulation put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away, and betray one another, and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. So. First off, we have Jesus here uh, detailing exactly what is going to happen for the disciples after he, after he leaves, leaves them. And he says you know, he's going to leave and things are going to take place. There's going to be wars, there's going to be famine, there's going to be bad things happening. Um, but that's, you know, that's nothing compared really to the judgment and what's going to happen in the end. Um, and it, from verses 9 through 14, um, Jesus basically walks them through here uh, exactly um, you know, what's, what's going to happen to his disciples after he's gone. Uh, you know, 
verse 9 says, many of you will be put to death. We're going to be hated by nations for my name's sake. I mean, we, we see that in, in, in the scriptures. We see that in history. Paul discusses um, many of the false prophets that are mentioned in verse 11 um, that are going to lead people astray. So Paul, through his ministry to the Gentiles and even to some of the Jews, details um, and warns against false prophets. Um, but verse 13, of course, gives us hope. The one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who does not endure is the one who falls into lawlessness, the one who is led astray by false prophets, the one who fall away, the one that betray one another, the one that hates someone, hates another. For them, it will not be salvation. In this gospel, he says, the gospel of the kingdom will continue to be proclaimed throughout the world, to all nations. And then, the end will come. So Jesus is saying, the end, the end, is still to come. Verse 15. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas for women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation. Oh, let me stop there. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Okay? So I want to stop there because there is a sort of break. Okay, verse 21 goes into another kind of talk, and it says, For then there will be great tribulation. This is... It's almost like a, a stop, like a pause. Then there will be great tribulation. Uh, it's not saying necessarily that uh, the women who are pregnant and nursing are going to be under tribulation. He's just talking about a great tribulation that's going to happen. So what is the abomination of desolation? Well, uh, if you want to look into that more, uh, Daniel speaks of this. Daniel chapter 9, 11, chapter 12 talks about it a lot in the, in the book of Daniel. Um, the abomination of <clears throat> desolation um, would have been, history-wise, um, I believe it was, uh, I don't remember the name uh, off the top of my head, but it was, uh, it's either referring to uh, Roman leaders who would come in and ultimately destroy Jerusalem in AD 70, uh, or uh, perhaps also talking about the, uh, the high priest, I believe, who was uh, leading uh, leading the, the Jewish people in AD 70 as well, um, that he was, or, or the leader of Rome, was this abomination of, of desolation that Jesus is speaking of. He says, when that happens, you Christians, those who are in Judea, flee to the mountains, get out of there, because bad things are going to happen. Um, so this is a warning for them. Now, 21 and following is more of a discourse for after that time and the days that we live in today, the days of, of tribulation, if you will. Verse 21, For then there will be great tribulation, such as, not, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. 
The false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, Look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, Look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the light, for as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. So, again, Jesus is giving them a warning uh, and, and kind of some hope, really, that uh, you know these, this time of tribulation that's going to go on in Jerusalem um, is not the end. It's you know Jesus isn't going to come back at that time and make everything better for them. It's going to be a difficult time, and it still is today, um, you know, because Jesus hasn't come back. Um, and so that tribulation, in a sense, is still ongoing. And Jesus says those days will be cut short. I think he's talking specifically about the days of tribulation going on in Jerusalem and in, in, in Israel with with, uh, with the Romans coming in and everything like that. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the Son of Man uh, is not going to be a quiet matter. Uh, Jesus says it's, you're going to know. You're going to know when he comes back because... He says, as far as, far as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the, of the Son of Man. So whenever you're sitting in a thunderstorm and it lightens, you, you uh, see the flash, but you don't hear the thunder for several minutes sometimes, because, or you may, may never hear the thunder at all because it's so far away, uh, and the sound never gets to you, or the sound just takes longer to get to you because lightning, light travels faster than sound. Um, so Jesus will come, but it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be, you're going to know uh, when Jesus comes. And there's not going to be, it's not, there's not going to be vultures. Because there is no corpse. Because Jesus lives. Jesus talks more about his coming in verse 29. It says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. There's that spectacle I was talking about. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. So Jesus says when he comes, here are some things that are going to happen. In verse 31, when he says his angels will gather his elect from the four winds, that means north, south, east, and west. Right? The four directions from all across the world, the angels will gather his people um, from one end of heaven to the other. There will be great power. There will be great glory. And Jesus, again, details some of the things that are going to happen. You know, Now, some people look at verse 29 and, and look at some of the things that happen in nature. Um, so... The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. People say, oh, that's, he's talking about an eclipse. He's talking about a solar eclipse where the sun passes, where the moon passes in front of the sun and, and you can't, you know, the, the sun is darkened. But the thing is, I don't think Jesus is talking about an eclipse because even during an eclipse, the sun isn't completely darkened. There's still light that shines around the moon, a little bit. There's still this, this aura. So the sun is not completely darkened. I think when Jesus says the sun will be darkened, means that it's going out. He says the moon will not give its light. The moon doesn't give light. It reflects light of the sun. And so if the sun is darkened, 
then the light of the moon, of course, will go out as well. Um, so this is much more significant than just simply the, the sun uh, being covered up by the moon. So, you know, the people who are like, oh, the coming eclipse is going to be the end of the world. No, it's not. Um, and then uh, the stars will fall from heaven. It's going to be a marvelous occasion, an occasion that's not happened, and an occasion that is going to be incredibly uh, powerful to see. Verse 32, fig tree. <clears throat> this is a, a lesson that Jesus kind of put, puts in here, uh, right in the middle of talking about what's to come in the final days and everything. He says, from the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see all these things, you know that, the, that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. I think there's a lot of confusion and question around this teaching. Um, I think it's important to understand that this is almost par parabolic in nature, uh, you know, speaking in parables. Um, and, uh, you know, it says, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Um, I, I believe he's talking about the church. I think he's talking about the church that he established, uh, that, that will be established on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, uh, that, that exists today. And that generation, the generation of God's children, will not pass away uh, until this comes to pass, meaning there will still be Christians. There will still be his church when Christ returns. <clears throat> now, lastly, when he talks about all these signs, about all these things, you know, the lesson of the fig tree says, you know, when you see these signs, you'll know that it's time. But then he, he says in verse 36, he says, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven know the Son, but the Father only. But Jesus doesn't even know when this day is going to come. Verse 37, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware, until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is faithful and wise and, and wise servant? whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect them, and in an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, Jesus says, "We're not. You're not going to know when the time's coming. The signs will happen, but they're going to happen fast. But they're going to happen fast enough for you to know. Oh, it's time. But it's not going to be drawn out enough for you to change your mind. It's not going to be drawn out for you to make immediate change, make changes." Um, in order for you to be saved. 
The time for that is now. Not when it happens. Because when Christ returns, when the Son of Man comes back, it's going to be like a thief in the night. You don't know when the thief is going to come. You don't know when the Master will return to punish the servant. So make your preparations now. Be ready. Are you ready? Have you done what is necessary to obey the commands of Christ, to obey the gospel? Do you even know what that means? If you don't know what that means, we want to talk to you. We want to encourage you. We want to give you the resources and the information that you need to, to make a decision about obeying the gospel, about becoming one of God's children, about um, being baptized into Christ and receiving salvation, so that when the, that day does come, you're, you're prepared, you're ready for it. If you have any questions about this Bible study or about becoming a Christian, you can always reach out to us at info at loveland.church. You can also reach out to me directly. Uh, at minister at loveland.church it's my email uh, you can also of course privately message us on Facebook uh, but if you have questions about this study you can also leave those in the comment section down below and as always I encourage you to share this study with your friends and family on Facebook uh, so that we can get the word of God out to more and more people so that more can come to the knowledge of the truth I hope you have a great day if we can pray for you for anything please again reach out to us you can also comment below um, I also covered your prayers today as I travel back home to Ohio from New York. I leave much later in the evening today, um, but uh, keep me in your prayers for safe travel, and I hope to see you all uh, tomorrow, if the Lord wills it, uh, as we go through Matthew chapter 25 and wrap up our reading for this week. So I, I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Oh, no, it's Friday. Have a great rest of your Friday. Uh, be blessed. left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair. There is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sunshine's ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments. I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe, robe and crown, mansion, mansion, robe and a crown, there love always abound. Let me your throne surround. Lord, please reserve my mansion, mansion, robe and crown.